Hi, looking for affordable, inspirational gifts? Check out our store at cbiztvmedia.com. That's cbiztvmedia.com and click on our store. Or you can email us at cbiztv at yahoo.com and we'll send you that link. Thank you. Hey, this is Irene. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for joining me, mixing it up with me right here on The Mix. You're listening to CBiz Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. And we're going to be talking about autism. It is Autism Awareness Month. April is. So we're going to be talking to Autism Advocate. And she's going to introduce herself right after this. All right, we're here with our guest. Please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm C2, a.k.a. Baron Jamal. And I'll be talking about a little bit about autism. Okay, so tell us a little bit of the information you know about autism as an advocate and and you can also give us some resources as well where people can go and learn more okay i'll start off with the resources first and if you want to there's this autism support group meeting where you can join where they got like information about autism and either that or we just talk about like other things aside from autism like like stuff about life and stuff and if you want to join um, we'll, we'll have the link to it, but but there's also the Disability Network, southwestmichigan.org. It, 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 it's um, spelled D-N-S-W-M.org if you want to join. And all I got to do is look for the Autistic Adult Peer Support Group, and that's how you find it. Okay, I think, is that just in the Michigan area or you're not sure? It's just in the Michigan area. Okay, great. So let tell us some information about autism for those people that don't know. Can you kind of just break it down like a summary of what is autism? Autism is a disability, and and I'll just I'll just say it, but because I have I have autism, which which also like with autism, there's like different kinds of autism. There is Asperger's syndrome and and um. There's some that can't be identified because it's like under developmental delay. And with me, I since I have mild autism, I don't really think I got, got like any of the symptoms that other people do. So like with certain people, um, with, with them, they can have like from research that I've studied, people with autism can have like um, sensitivity to light and hearing and they might have some tics too. I've heard people could also have, which kind of shocked me. I heard people could have back pain with autism and I didn't even know that which because I also heard that autism is like a like more of a can affect the nervous system because in the autism meeting they're talking about like the ventral vagus system where what stress can trigger you to like get into a certain state where you like freeze or fawn or or have any other issues going on like a meltdown or a shutdown or it'll make you, or it'll just make you 
like feel a certain way and there's like different different remedies to help like with like music and like it's called um buying binaural beats if i if i said it right and um and sleeping it's like a lot of stuff that can help and okay so how does sleeping help because it kind of calms down the nervous system now, would you start sleeping during a meltdown? Would that help during a meltdown or just in general? Like, I think sleeping can help anybody besides if they're just stressed and and having, like, different things going on. Okay, so you have the meltdown information in front of you. Is there any more you wanted to say about that? Yes. So, this is um this is um information by Dr. Natalie Engel- Engelbrich from Embrace Autism. And she said, all, all humans express stress daily. In order to remain regulated and functioning, they need to be able to dissipate, dissipate stress. When this is not done effectively, it can have explosive results, meltdowns, and potentially consequ- consequent shutdowns. Overflowing bucket. Let's use the analogy of a bucket. The bucket holds one liter of water, stress, which comes from a tap, stressors. Furthermore, the bucket has a stopper on the bottom that can open as needed to prevent spillage. Overwhelmed with stress. Both autistics and allistics, non-autistics, have a one-liter bucket, but autistics have a tap that is pouring out water faster due to hypersensitivity. In addition, their stopper is smaller or gets stuck preventing water from leaving as quickly. Once the water starts spilling over the bucket edge, we reach a crisis point and we have to find a way to empty the the bucket. We do this, a meltdown or this a shutdown. In the meltdown, there's a picture depicting an explosion while a shutdown is a donkey laying on its back sleeping. Okay, can we go further down to see kind of like the conclusion of Yes. Like how you can deal with those situations. Oh, I see triggers. The causes, as I explained before, we melt down or shut down because our bucket overflows. This happens due to the high stress levels, the point that it gets too much for us and we can no longer function as if everything is fine. This can be triggered by any situation or it can be due to an accumulation of stressful events such as sensory issues over a period of time, hours, days, or even weeks. This diagram below indicates how our stress levels go up and down and then get too much for us. A person with autism is like a green line going way up while a neurotypical person, which is a person without without autism, their stress line, which is white, just goes down while ours go up. And here are the triggers. Things that trigger the meltdown or shutdown can be external, like too many demands placed on the autistic person, unexpected changes in plans or routines, sensory overload. Like with a sensory overload, it can be like you're sensitive to something like temperature or smell or or like too much light or something like that social overload being exposed being exposed to too much social interaction particularly relevant to shutdown but the over- overload can also stem from or be exact exacerbated by internal triggers feeling shame or guilt feeling inadequate feeling like an inj- injustice have been done to us they said the straw that breaks our back final trigger may not seem to make sense it may seem small to an outsider but to us it is that one drop in the bucket that me- that makes it completely overflow. Okay. For more information on this experience. Oh, it's another posting connected yeah. to that. Well, maybe we can share that 
in the description but can you go a little bit back up to the triggers because i do want to discuss that i thank you for sharing that because i think it's important to share for people with autism so we'll know how to interact with people that do have autism and uh everybody's different you can't just look at someone and tell that they have autism but you should try to be sensitive i think we should have some type of respect for everybody in general but if you know someone with autism and you um and you encounter someone with autism you want to be sensitive to what they're going through and try to work with them whatever place they're in so uh too many demands i feel like um a lot of people can kind of go off on too many having too many right. demands so i i could feel a relate a relation that anybody can connect with that unexpected changes for me that's the thing for me because sometimes i like to have things planned so specifically and sometimes it's hard for me to get out of that plan and if that plan fails it just ruins my whole day so i could connect with that um can you connect which ones can you connect with not really a sensory overload but like i can kind of understand what this somewhat somewhat with the sensory and unexpected changes because like whenever there's a routine or plan like i stick with that original plan or routine and like when it changes it kind of like just changes my like sometimes changes my whole way of like thinking and what the with the yeah. sensory with the sensory like i understand because like when i like hear something that's really squeaky and loud like too loud for me it kind of like does something to my head and ears and it's something that i really can't explain but i know a lot of people that are that are autistic they, they, they know what it feels like because it's like a weird thing happening in the head a little so we have sylvia in the background that has her extra comments but hi sylvia it's okay she just has her extra comments while we're talking <laughs> but uh, okay sorry uh let's try to pick back up um so you were talking about sensory overload and then it says social overload did you get to that one yet no like i can understand what the social overload because like when too many people talking to me at once that's like something that makes my brain kind of feel like my brain is overloading and spiraling so that one i can get with completely yeah like i could agree with that too and a lot of people when, when you think about social overload for them it's probably for you for somebody with autism it may be a few people talking at once might be too much um but for uh people I say everyday people like let's say you're at a stadium or a concert or a big event and it's still so much going on for me that's why I don't really like to go to a lot of big events because right. it's a lot to get in there it's a lot going on and then when you try to leave it's a lot of people trying to leave and I don't know what it is about having all those people around it can be kind of overwhelming in a way so I could connect to that one too it says, but the overload can also stem from or be exacerbated by whatever you're feeling inside, like shame or guilt, feeling inadequate or feeling an injustice that has been done. So I think sometimes we do have carry extra feelings inside. And when we and when we're going through something, 
and then something else happens it's like a again a trigger where you already feel some kind of way about yourself or a situation and then these triggers can make it worse and it also make me think about um again how we try to treat one another because you may think that you uh whatever you said or did wasn't that bad but that person inside is taking it deeper because they've had past traumas or issues with that and they're taking it extra hard but you think it's not that bad or that serious so you have to be careful with anybody on how you treat people because you don't know what they've been through or what can really trigger them so try to be let's try to be on our best behaviors with each other so what do you think about the feelings of shame guilt and inadequacy and all that stuff how does that connect with you well um i feel like i might have experienced it before but i'm not really gonna get deep into it though yeah because i think i think everybody can connect on some level like I think I was in school and I did like a really, I did, to me, I put a whole lot of work into this project and I drew like a black history person and, but I only used half of the poster board instead of the full poster board. And instead of the teacher saying, well, good job, but you need to use a full poster board. She's like, you need a full poster board. And she kind of just like shrugged me away or like, waved me away and I felt really bad so I didn't even do the project over I really took it extra hard and extra personal with the way that she reacted now that's just one instance thanks sis for your commentary (laughs) (laughs) she's not supposed to be on with us but she has things to say All right, so you wanted to show us uh, we're gonna share again this information in the description so she's gonna send me those lists of triggers which i honestly feel like again everybody can relate to on some level as well as those with autism but she wanted to close out with a um some final information yes um according to like the the business the business sorry the disability network meeting agenda they were talking about a stress cycle basically um, when you're when you're not stressed, you're safe and social. The virtual Vegas in the gauge is saying, "I am home." So basically, you just feel comfort and everything's and everything's calm. But then, if there's any kind of stress, um, you'll feel any trigger or danger. It'll be like there is a tiger, and the neurons ne- neuroception detects threat. Adrenaline, the adrenaline rises, the cortisol rises, and you'll feel like either a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And they said anything can be a tiger. Genetics and life experience inform how we detect danger and threat. People with high, highly attuned neuroception sense danger more often than others. Hmm. And now they're, they're going to, we go into the mobilization or immobilization, bursts of sympathetic activation and slash or immobil- immobilization first of the dorsal vagus activation escape the tiger and we go to the one side of the picture that asks us subconscious processing how can i survive authentic connection flight avoidance fight face the threat fong fate pretend freeze numb dissociate flop or collapse and after all this we we try to go back into engaging with the ventral vagus 
which can be singing, humming, chanting, dancing, gurgling, rocking, swimming, tapping, talking to a friend, something soft, hugs, cuddles, creative or spiritual activities. Then we go into after we enter in I am safe now, we go we, we go into like a rest and digest. Our oxytocin and serotonin levels come back and, and increase back to normal. And then we're back to the safe and social virtual Vegas where it says I am home. Now the person who made this, who knows about this, their name is Trauma Geek, a.k.a. Janine Elizabeth, who made this. Okay, I like this chart. And it's a few things that you you had left out in engaging the ventral vagus conscious breathing guided meditation appreciating nature bilateral simulation i'm not sure what that is oh stimulation binaural beats petting something soft hugs cuddles i think you said that well, yeah, I don't know that people say, like, take a deep breath when yep, you're in a stressful breathe. situation. Like, we can really learn from this. Anybody can, really, because stress affects everybody. Right. And But for people with autism, it just seems like it's um, an increase or it's, like, times two or times ten. I'm not sure, depending on your level of autism. But uh, thank you for sharing this. And, again, we're going to also find some type of way to share these this... Um, this chart which i think is really cool so how would you feel about this chart it's very informative i feel like like there's things that that i didn't know that i know now that i kind of wish i knew a little earlier but since really we didn't really like i felt like i really wasn't focused deeply in autism because like i knew i had like some stuff going on already but like everybody like knew like everyone i know knew i had autism but it's like i kind of like I'm not sure if I've been blocking it out my whole life and just kind of forgot I had it because, like, somehow it's like I feel like I didn't learn about it till later. Yeah, everybody was first calling it developmental disability at first. I mean, de- I'm not developmental. Developmental delay. Developmental delay is basically what everybody was calling it. I don't think anybody really delved deep into autism or anything like that with you so you're kind of learning more about it later in life and i have heard about adults finding out that they had autism and to and getting autism later in life or just finding out you had it later in life so it's a lot of people that found find out later in life that they do have autism and they were never diagnosed so that is a thing that happens um i do want to recommend this movie about temple grandin and Claire Danes did a good job of playing her. She is uh, an advocate for autists, for people with autism, and a scientist for livestock. She had a great story uh, as a woman dealing with autism and, and living that lifestyle. She kind of shared her life. She's written books. And she also kind of, at the end, informed the parents of kids with autism, kind of let them know how to deal with their own kids because she was an adult that went through autism. Uh, one one part that stood out to me is when she was at a party and again i think she was overwhelmed with all the people she said she just didn't like being around the people and she didn't like the people and i kind of can relate on some level because they were all questioning her and they were kind of a little judgmental because she was different and everything too 
but um and but she got a doctor's degree and everything but people were still looking at her and like she was different i feel like she wasn't really getting a lot of respect because because of her differences and i do feel like on some level some introvert people are like that where they just don't really like to be around a lot of people and when they face a lot of people being negative towards them i understand why you don't really like to be that social but uh I think that was a good movie and I know you're reading a a book about autism. Can you tell us briefly about that book? It's yes, it's called We're Not Broken and it basically tells us it, it, it tells us through this guy who's a, who works as a journalist what it's like having autism and being autistic cuz some of the stuff that I've been reading it it just tells us how people did research and how like when people were getting jobs or or studying in college how it was kind of like awkward like each each um each um chapter talks about something different it, it talks about like education and jobs and it, it, if you keep going around it'll talk about like sexuality and gender and then in some other in some other chapters it can it'll talk about race too so every chapter talks about like how autism is can be within different people and not just one kind of people. And one of the things that stood out to me that I liked is that it just talked about how not on, how people that are that are different races don't only have to have autism because they they act like that. Um, people they were saying that they act like that. Um, um, Hispanic people really couldn't get autism like that, or they only in commercials and PSAs they only depict white people of only being autistic and that's not really true because <laughs> i'm a black person and i have autism so that that, that just that proves the point right there that not only not only white people can get it, it, it like anyone can get autism it's just like any other yeah it's like any other just like it's like any other disorder out there anyone can get they can just get it i appreciate you bringing that up i think that's a great point uh how can people follow you if they want to connect with you that i really do think you should share some more advocacy information on some of your social medias or maybe just have a platform directly about that but you have your own platform and just tell people a little bit about what you do on your platform and how they can follow you yes you can follow me on youtube which watch i go by my name baron jamal on youtube and I'll I'll be having a link where you can access it, but um, it's youtube.com slash c slash Baroness Righto of Jama. Righto is R A I T O of and Jama is J A M A A. And I'm I most likely will probably upload some stuff about autism. Cause I I actually was in like some um Reddit where they had this um nice post even though the the, the father's dad i mean the the, the 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 son of the father had autism this was like like this nice picture where where the, the boy did something very unique that the dad liked and the dad was very proud of him and that that, that was so sweet and i actually liked that and i need to see if i actually still have that picture so i could share it because that was like something that was very nice that i've seen from like in a reddit community which is like wholesome memes Okay, so what about your other social media handles and your animation and what you're working on? Yes, so I'm an artist and as you know, I like I like to draw and I'm I'm working with making comic books, you know, like web comics and 
you can reach me also on Instagram, which is Baron Jama or Baron of Jama, and my Facebook is the same. Is the same as Baron Jama, and I pretty much use that name a lot. On a picture, I have like a like an artistic drawing of a cat on there, both on YouTube and Facebook, and that's how you'll be able to find me. I'm also on TikTok, and my username is Baron of Jama on TikTok, which is the same without the right to part though. <laughs> can you spell it? B-A-R-O-N-O-F-J-A-M-A-A. Okay, great. Thank you so much for being on with us and sharing this information with us. And we'll definitely be keeping in touch with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody.